We interrupt this program. We interrupt this program to bring you Vikings Ventline, the one show where you get to react to how the purple played right away. Right away. Call in now with your thoughts on the game. 651-646-8255. This is Vikings Ventline. Goff and zone. Curling touchdown. Play action to him. Goff floats, cut downfield. What a throw. Cooper Cup. Goodbye. Touchdown Rams. Brooks might have gotten away with a false start there. They didn't throw the flag. Now in the end zone. Cup. Come on. Touchdown Rams. What a catch. What a throw. 651-646-8255-877-615-1500. It is Viking Ventline. It is Zolgad, Manny Hill, Jonathan Harrison producing 38-31 loss uh, for the Vikings who now fall to 1-2-1. and one. And I just did the math, folks. Kirk Cousins now as a starting quarterback in the last three-plus years, Manny Hill. 35 fumbles, 14 mm. lost, including the last one there where he continues yeah. to not feel the pressure. Um, but let's start with the main storyline of this game, which is, listen, Jared Goff is fantastic. I am floored by the performance of the Vikings defense. Yeah, it was bad. There was no pressure applied on him in the first half. There was no pass rush. And, you know, Sean McVay, this is why Sean McVay is 32 years old and is a head coach because he is very good at expose, you know, discovering a weakness in a defense, discovering a weak link, discovering a way where he can expose something and taking advantage of it. And he's got he's got the horses to do it. He's got a quarterback with a good arm and he's who's accurate. He's got uh skill position guys, he's got receivers and and a terrific running back. And he found ways to put Anthony Barr on an island by himself multiple several times. times. <laughs> several times tonight. And he just he he just flat out exposed the Vikings defense and this is why he's like I said, this is why he's thirty two years old and he's coaching an NFL team because he's he's that good. The Jared Goff finishes tonight to twenty six of thirty three, four hundred sixty five yards, five touchdowns, no picks, a one fifty eight point three passer rating. That's yes, perfect, ladies and gentlemen, it? is perfect. Yeah. Kirk Cousins, thirty six of fifty, four hundred twenty two yards, three touchdowns, no picks, one seventeen point two rating. Phone lines are full, six five one six four six eight two five five eight seven seven six one five fifteen hundred. As people uh, drop off, we will take your call. Let's go to uh, start with Jared. Hi, Jared. Your thoughts on tonight's game? Hey, how's it going, guys? It's going. It's going. Go ahead. Uh, yeah, you guys hit on it. I just want to know what's going on with this defense. Is it just been that we've played a run of good quarterbacks, starting with Drew Brees back in last year's playoffs, and then the Super Bowl champs, Garoppolo, Rogers, and now Jared Goff? Or is there something really wrong with this defense? I'll hang up and listen. Thanks, Jared. I think it's a little bit of both. I mean, I think, I mean, we know how good Aaron Rodgers is. Jimmy Garoppolo is highly regarded. That's why the 49ers gave him a lot of money. And, you know, Jared Goff was the number one overall pick two years ago. Mm -hmm. And he finally, you know, he had a bad rookie year, but because he had a dinosaur as a head coach at the time. And now Sean McVay is doing wonders with this kid. And, yeah, I I mean, I, I think that, the Vikings defense has some problems right now. I think teams have found a way to move the ball in them a little bit. They found a way to expose some weaknesses. Yeah, they're attacking they've, they've, they're they, attacking the linebackers in the nickel position yeah. consistently and, and, and they found and yeah. again, tonight the Rams found a way to get Anthony Barr in a situation where he was very uncomfortable. Putting him in space, having having forcing him to cover wide receivers. Yep. Anthony Barr is a good athlete. We know that he's fast and athletic for the position that he plays, but he cannot be on an open island trying to catch up with Cooper Cup and Robert Woods and Brandon Cooks. Like he's not he's not equipped to do that. And Sean McVay figured out a way to get him exposed on an island by himself. And part of it was Mackenzie Alexander, where the hell are you? Um, and then part of it was not playing, being able to get... And not, that's the problem. Yeah, and then you have the other part of it is not getting any sort of pressure on Jared Goff, and this is what you get. You get lit up for 500-some yards. Phil, what's on your mind after a 38-31 Vikings loss tonight? Uh, Anthony Barr should never be a man coverage ever again. If you're going to go nickel, just put Ben Gideon out there and have him as a pass rusher or something. 
Well, I mean, thanks, Phil. I, I, I mean, I don't know if Ben Gid- putting Ben Gideon is going to make well, a much more difference in that. Okay, point. but but to Phil's point, here's where I'll side with Phil. This is why we, Collar and I have sat in the press box before and said this is why you want Barr to rush. This is why yeah. you want him. I'm always tempted to say, why not have his hand on the ground? Because in pass coverage, he's not very good. Yeah. And, and, against, and especially right now, Jeff, with, with a game like tonight where your pass rush was struggling anyway, you might as well try and put Anthony Barr in, in that situation instead of leaving him in open space. And against um, Jared Goff, he's really exposed. But we've seen him before try and cover guys, and he's yeah, not good at he's that. He's not good at it. So I don't, I don't understand why you're forcing something that you now have basically a history of it doesn't work. There was a lot of weird things. Now, now Trey Wentz went out in the first half. Yeah, Rhodes went out, I believe, in the fourth quarter with cramps. So Which your time. So your second, yeah, and your secondary though. The point was was depleted. Yeah, there was some, and Griffin obviously didn't play, which hurts you from the right end because now Hunter has to move there, and Hunter's very good, but Weatherly's not as good as Griffin. So there were some problems there. I get that, but I don't understand the Anthony Barr in coverage. That mm-hmm. always confuses me. He's never been me. good at that. Exactly. Exactly yeah. right. Continue on with the phone calls. Hey, Jordan. Hey, I just feel like what we did today, we tried to, you know, play the Warriors in a shootout. I mean, we got into a track meet, and, you know, Sean McVay wanted this to be a track meet. I don't understand why Rhodes is covering shifty receivers. He's always struggled with shifty receivers. I mean, that's where you should probably put, you know, Mike Hughes on him. I really honestly feel bad for Kirk Cousins because I don't think he signed up to, you know, fight to the end like this. I'm thinking he's just thinking all I got to do is just not turn the ball over and score a couple touchdowns and we're going to win the game. He's actually played really good these four games. I just want to know what you guys think about that. Thanks, Jordan. I agree, and and listen, this offense is much improved. From two years ago, it's way improved. Mm-hmm. But there is no way on God's green earth that the intention was let's get into shootouts and try and have Kirk Cousins no. win us shootouts. You didn't sign him for that. You signed him to provide more stability than Keenum did or mm-hmm. could because your concern was that Case was going to become a pumpkin, which he sort of has in Denver. But this was all based, Cousins signed here for three years based on one thing. This defense can can win us games and I have to do enough to help. Not I have to go to the L.A. bleeping Coliseum yeah. and try and match passes with Jared Goff. That was not the intention here. The intention here was that you've got a great defense that a year ago was tops in scoring defense and also yards allowed. Yeah. And this defense looks, I'm, I'm shocked. This looks nothing. This nothing. doesn't resemble one iota of what we saw a year ago. And, and you remember, what was the big thing we talked about last year, though, with the defense? They stayed healthy. Yeah, true. They were healthy all season long. And right now you have Everson Griffin out. You have Trey Waynes banged up. Mm-hmm. Xavier Rhodes dealing with cramps tonight. Mm-hmm. You've got your linebackers, Barr and Kendricks. I mean, where is Eric Kendricks right now? Collar is where is Eric Kendricks? Collar has said on numerous occasions with through the first three games that he's taken a major step backwards. Yeah, I mean, we've barely said his name. We've barely even noticed him out there at yeah. all. Yeah. Hey, Mike. Can, can you tell me? I've seen it for two and a half years now. And am I the only one that is watching Trey Waynes and saying, how is this guy a starting cornerback in the National Football League, especially with a coach like Zimmer? The only good thing about tonight is you discovered you're not going to give him an extension and you're not going to give Barr an extension. And that money better damn will go to the offensive line. That's all I got to say. Thanks, Mike. Uh, Well, Trey Waynes was good last year. Trey well, Waynes Mike, played really well last year. I got news for, for you. You think Trey Waynes is bad? Are you watching number 20? Mackenzie Alexander yeah. doesn't belong on the field. And Trey Waynes, by the way, in his defense, is I don't think he's healthy at all. I think that that injury, that was it a foot or an ankle yep. or something he had in the 49ers game, he has not been, I don't think he's healthy at all. He had to leave the game today. I don't. I think Trey Wayne's. I think there's a lot of ability there, and he was pretty good last year. He, he made big strides last year. I don't think he's healthy, and I think that's a big problem for him right now. Ah, uh, to Philadelphia, where the Vikings play next. E man, what's up? Hey, how's it going? So uh, I'm actually from Philly. I'm a, I'm a huge Eagles fan, and I happen to uh, watch in the Periscope. So I appreciate what you guys are doing. But yeah. um, my thing is that honestly, I feel like Kirk Cousins is just really not the answer. I mean, look, I know they paid them a lot of money. 
I know he, I know he's, you know, has some, just some, some shots of, uh, some shots of brilliance and, and as he played for the Redskins, but I feel like that he's really going to cost your team some games and he's just not the guy to make those key decisions. I mean, if you think about it, even when they get to the playoffs, like being, having that experience and, and just having, um, just that intelligence to, to, make the right pass and just uh, step up in the pocket and, and feel the pressure. Like, Kirk Cousins can't do it. And honestly, I feel like at best this year the Vikings can, can be a, um, a wild card team. So mm-hmm. I'm really, really concerned. And honestly, I think that I think they need to start looking at a plan B for a uh, quarterback position. Thanks for the call. Well, that's not going to happen. Well, listen, there, there is no listen. plan B for quarter. There's 84 million reasons why there's not going to be a plan B for quarterback right now. I'm with you on the fumbling problem being extremely troubling. But if your defense continues to play like this, forget about the whole thing. I mean, Don't be concerned about Kirk Cousins when the hallmark of your football team has put out consistent clunkers, essentially, Judd, since the second half of the Saints game. Let's not worry about the quarterback play right now. Judd, he threw for 422 yeah, yards tonight. And like, like, yeah. like, don't I'm, get me wrong. That, that, I'm not that, the, the fumble at the end, that was, and that's something we've talked about with Kirk Cousins for weeks now with, mm-hmm. does he sense pressure? Can he step up into the pocket and, and sort of avoid, avoid a sack, avoid, you know, pressure and that sort of things. I think that is, that is a bit of an issue for you, but the only reason why you stayed in this game and the only reason why you had a chance to go down and tie this game was because Kirk Cousins threw for 422 yards tonight. All you need, he kept you in this game. All you need to know is this. The Minnesota Vikings generated on 71 offensive plays, 446 yards tonight. The Rams, 556 on 55 plays. This is not a Kirk Cousins problem tonight. By the way, on Kirk Cousins too, and this speaks to a, a bigger problem I think that might that needs to be talked about with his offense, Kirk Cousins was also your leading rusher tonight with 28 yards. They can't run the ball. They cannot run the football, and oh, the, that's a problem. Listen, that is a problem. The defensive line sh- or the defensive performance shocks me. All right. Yep. But the offensive line doesn't surprise me one bit. Yeah. This they can't is, run the ball. This is what we called. Hey, Bob, what's up? Hey, guys. Yeah, this defense is, is horrendous. I mean, uh, <laughs> I think this is all on Zimmer. Too, Think about what you're saying, Bob. Think about what you just said. Yeah. We're, just, we're a uh, year removed, Bob, from this defense being number one. You just said in the this league. defense is horrendous. Think about that, and think about what we thought about this defense six weeks ago. Yeah, it's ridiculous. And why was Barr covering all these receivers? I mean, I mean, he's obviously not fast enough to cover them, and I think that's on Zimmer too. And yeah, uh, Rhodes, what a bum he's been. I mean, kicking the flag there—that was inexcusable. Thanks, Bob. Agreed completely. That was absolutely yeah. stupid. You yeah. held the guy. That's your fault. It's a five-yard automatic first down to kick the, to kick the penalty marker and take a fifteen-yard penalty is inexcusably stupid. So was getting in a verbal confrontation with your head coach, which you did last Sunday against Buffalo. Xavier Rhodes needs to calm down. Yeah, this you know, it, it's it's really a shame, Judd, because this guy is super talented, and when he's on, he's as good as any defensive back, or as good as any you know, cover corner that there is in this league. But every once in a while, he if he gets beat on a play, all of a sudden he has to come out. Then the next play, like we saw it, we saw it tonight. He comes out of the game because he's kicking a flag and he gets pulled off the field. The next play is when I think was when uh Cooper Cup had the long touchdown, right? If yeah. I'm not mistaken. Yeah, I think that's right. So I mean, you're supposed to be the number one corner. They need you out there. You can't you can't get yourself pulled out of a game because you want to kick a penalty flag. Yeah, and Holton like, Hill was wake playing up. by the way. Hol- Holton Hill. Yeah, wake up. Had to play. They T- need you. TCL Broadcast Studios is where we are. It's Viking Ventline Late Night Edition. Zolgad, Manny Hill, Jonathan Harrison doing a great job producing as always. And Ken, you're up next on Ventline, so go ahead and vent. All right. So I know that the offense played actually. I thought really well, but this offensive line, as far as run blocking, has been horrendous. Oh, I mean, fourteen yards last week, and your leading rusher is your quarterback. I understand that you you know need to try to establish the days of you know the power running game and you know using the run to set up the pass is over, but. 
you still need to have some semblance of a running game. You can't have any semblance of a running game if you're only gaining two and three yards per run and then you have to abandon it because your defense is so bad right now that, and which I can't get over, that Join the club. Anthony Barr has been a, a joke this year. I mean, he has been a joke. I mean, I understand you didn't get your contract and you're upset about that, but come on, man. I mean, give some effort. I understand that scheming-wise, they have you carry running with a wide receiver, which I don't get. But, I mean, he gave up on that long pass play to Cooper Cup. Do you remember a few years ago when he ran down that Atlanta Falcon running back who caught that swing pass, chased him down from behind, and knocked the ball out? Where's that at? I mean, he just doesn't act like he even cares now and I mean there's hardly any type of pass rush going on so with our secondary being (laughs) pathetic I just can't get over how bad this defense has gotten in such a a short amount of time thanks Ken appreciate the call well said yeah and you're I mean I I don't know if I want to question Anthony Barr's effort but there's something wrong there. Well, touchdown, touchdown one on the pass to Gurley was a magnificent pass by Goff, who made some great throws tonight. Yeah. But that was Barr's guy, and he didn't do his job. Right. Touchdown two on Cup. TV replays seemed to indicate McKenzie Alexander had Cup. Cup ran a crossing route across the face there. Alexander either was supposed to stay with his man or didn't. I think he but was that's not Barr's to. guy. Right. So that's not that. Barr got put in a bad situation on that play. That's not Barr's and, fault. It's right. somebody's fault. But, I think it was Mackenzie Alexander because Mackenzie Alexander somehow he like fell back in coverage, and yep. the next thing you know, you had like three Viking defenders on one guy, and Mackenzie Alexander was kind of like the third guy, kind of do. And you're looking at him like, "What are you doing over there?" And Manny, what's weird about it is, is McVay and Goff did a great job tonight for the most part. McVay called a great game, but all they were doing was was using their talent, which is very very high. Uh, to exploit things that they saw in film. Yeah. Because we saw this. San Francisco, Green Bay, Buffalo. Yep. They're just better than those teams at doing it. Yes. So it looked worse. But we have seen the Saints basically found a fatal flaw that they started to exploit in the second half of that playoff game. And ever since then, and it, then the it, Eagles, and the then Eagles, the Eagles and carried it, it on. It's and been yep. on. Uh, 651-646-8255-877-615-1500. Late night vent line TCL broadcast studios is the location. One line open. Once again, 651-646-8255. In the Metro, let's go to Ryan. Hi, Ryan. Oh, hello, fellas. How's it going? Good. Oh, we're hanging in there. Um, listen, um, I guess my question is, um, when, um, Adam Thielen got kneed in the head, Mm -hmm. And they didn't call the flag, and then all of a sudden they just took him on and put him in the tent. Um, why wouldn't they call a flag on that, and they just can take him off the field after that? Uh, well, thanks, Ryan. I, I, yeah, thanks, Ryan, for the call. I don't. I'm not. I wasn't really expecting a flag there because it got, wouldn't be a flag. Yeah, it wouldn't be a flag he, unless it was helmet to helmet. Right? Yeah, and he didn't intentionally get need. Cousins threw him into the coverage. Yeah. Thielen, Thielen is kind of a thing. Thielen got saying. his head taken off, but it was incidental contact. And there is a concussion guy, yep. concussion doctor specialist, head specialist in the press box who flags, who has the ability to flag a hit like that, and then call for a concussion test to be given. Which is why Thielen, who was very upset, had to leave the field and go in that tent. But that's all part of this concussion protocol. And if, if you want to say, well, that's BS, that's fine. But the National Football League is very, very concerned. They're being sued they, for a lot of money because of Is it like this. ATC spotters or something yes. they call it where, where they're supposed to look that's for That's their job, like that. though. Yes, that's to. why they're out there, yeah. Hey, Brandon in Texas. Hey, guys. Uh, I know we all thought that Mike Zimmer was going to make Anthony Barr uh, like, rotate on the line, but maybe he wanted to make him a corner or something. I don't understand why he's covering receivers. It's ridiculous. I agree. Yeah. Thanks, Brandon. Yeah. We've talked about that. Now, Now, once again, though, here's the one thing to keep in mind. Just because a guy's trying to desperately trail a guy on the play on TV doesn't mean that that's always that guy's player. Right. I'll go back. Second TD, Cooper Cup, that's not Barr's guy. 
Right. Barr is desperately trying to catch McKenzie, up. That was Mackenzie Alexander so, goofing up that play. Right. So don't be, or we, we at least think that was the case. The point being is don't always, just because the guy's closest does not mean he screwed the play up completely. That being said, we do know, as we talked about the outset event line here, Anthony Barr is not very adept at coverage. No. He's just not, which is and why. And that's always, since he came into the league in yes. what, 2014, that's always been an issue for him. Uh, we've got one line open again, 651-646-8255, 877-615-1500 if you're outside the metropolitan area. Chansey in Fargo. Hi, Chansey. Hey, guys. Thanks for taking my call. Sure. I'm a little late getting in here today, so I'm sure everybody's already slammed the defense repeatedly, but I will pile right on here and uh, pound them as well. I, I just, you know, you said uh, just now, Judd, that Anthony Barr is not good at covering people. What is he good at? I'm serious, because I'm sure glad they didn't sign him to contract extension. I used to think he was going to be kind of that 3-4 outside linebacker, blitzing, hitting the quarterback, rushing. He doesn't really do that. He doesn't really stop the run. He lets guys run wide open. So here, if if you guys have press credentials, and you can go to a a Mike Zimmer press conference, I'd like you to go there and ask him this question. Why is Anthony Barr still on the field? And when he reacts rudely and indifferently to you, as I'm sure he will, and rolls his eyes, just respond to him, did you see the game? Did you see the game? (laughs) And uh, please do that for me. I I beg it of you because I don't have press credentials, or I would. But uh, I've been kind of – I'm not saying fire Mike Zimmer. And every time I call in, I have to couch it with that because people get really defensive. Mike Zimmer's untouchable. He is the greatest defensive mind since – Bill Parcells and Bill Belichick put together, but he is supposed to be kind of the defensive guru, right? If this was yeah. Sean McVay, offensive uh, guru against Mike Zimmer, defensive guru, this was a TKO in round one. All right, so there. I'm kind of tired of the excuses. I'm tired of hearing about somebody's hurt and somebody's knees bad and somebody's injured and somebody's head isn't in the right place. This defense hasn't looked decent since, well, before that second half of the Saints game. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's been bad, bad teams, good teams on the ho- on the road at home. There's something wrong, and Zimmer needs to take the blame. And like I said, please go to the press conference and lay it out just like I said. Thanks a lot. Thanks, Chancy. Talk to you later. Um, on the pass rushing thing, that's a great call by Chancy. On the pass rushing thing with Anthony Barr, the reason why, like, I don't, we're not even seeing them try to do that with him. We're yeah, not I even yeah. seeing them trying. To, I mean, and Which we kinda, is what we expected. Yeah, we thought that that's what we were going to see yeah. them do with him, and instead he's trying to cover Brandon Cooks in open field. Like, why? <laughs> he can't do that. Like a, a year ago at US Bank Stadium, Mike Zimmer schooled Sean McVay, and it was that simple. Yeah. Tonight, McVay schooled around. Zimmer. Yeah. It, it's really that simple. Jared Goff looked. Other than the first drive at U.S. Bank Stadium last year, Jared Goff looked scared. He looked frightened. He looked like he wanted no part of this Viking defense. And tonight, he threw for 465 yards, five touchdowns, had a perfect quarterback rating, Cup, 162 yards receiving, Cooks, 116, and Robert Woods, 101. And the touchdowns went two for Cup, one for Cooks, one uh, for Woods, one for Gurley. So, yeah, he, he basically... Turn the tables, and Sean McVay, this time around, schooled Mike Zimmer. Hey, John. Hey, thanks for taking my call, guys. Appreciate it. Uh, rooting for the best with you guys with the new programming. Um, so we- I'll say this. Instead of Bucket Aikman calling that game, it should have been Rod Sterling because the Vikings have officially entered the twilight zone. I mean, if you go back two weeks, you know, four weeks, what if I told you we've got a quarterback that can win us a game we have an offensive line that, for the most part, does their job against arguably the best defensive line in the league, and then we have a kicker that does his job, and the problem is this vaunted defense. I, it is an utter 180 from any sort of narrative that was talked about just a couple of weeks ago. It's unreal, but with that being said, I've got, I know it's vent line, but I've got two things of optimism going forward, one short-term, one long-term. The defense will not get worse than this. Short week, best offense in the league on the road. We're going to settle somewhere between what we saw tonight and what we saw last year. 
And then what I want to get your guys' thoughts on is the optimism I have going forward is I think we can already tell that Spielman and company have allocated money to the right people. Diggs is a warrior. Cousins, he's got to be borderline top 10, top 12 quarterback in this league. He's shown that already. And then Daniil Hunter, I think we'll be talking about as the best player on this defense at the start of next year. So that gives me hope that we got the right, we gave the money to the right core and didn't give the money to someone who might not be as good as we thought, like an Anthony Barr. Thanks, John. Appreciate the call. Yeah, I mean, I I agree. The only thing, the only player that I'm worried about that they gave money to right now is Eric Hendricks. That's fair. Because he's, you can't find him with a searchlight right now, man. Yep. Uh, and like, he, he's I'll just, say this. He's just non-existent right now. Cousins skill-wise does impress you. Yeah. And to go to go back to if you didn't hear his stats for tonight, 422 yards passing, 36 completions, three touchdowns. Uh buddy, you are you can't be a top 10 quarterback unless you can A protect the football and B that debacle at the end of the first half was Oh my gosh. Unexcusable. Yeah, we haven't even talked about that. I'm surprised I mean, that nobody's can't, called in about that. That yet. can't happen. That well, and Judd, that's becoming like routine now. Yeah. Every week. That's happening. You get to the end of the first half, you're trying to run some sort of a two-minute drill, and you just you botch the clock management. He's running up to the line of scrimmage, trying to spike it or run another play or whatever. He's letting 25 seconds run off the clock. Like, what was that tonight? I have no idea. You he have a com- timeout. You complete a pass to Rudolph. 13 yards. With, with 28 seconds left. Mm-hmm. And then you burn, you let 22 seconds run off the clock before you spike it or call a timeout or whatever whatever the hell it was that they did. Top 10 quarterbacks don't do that. Yeah. They just don't. John? Uh, yeah, a um, couple questions that I would like someone in the media to ask George or uh, the head coach. Mike. Number one is, why did you sign George Iloka? Number two is, who are your yeah. top 10 cover guys in raking order? And can George Iloka cover guys better than Anthony Barr? Thank you. John, the Iloka conundrum continues, and he was there. I mean, I I can confirm he's alive and well. I've got no answer on this one. I don't know. And why? why, And by the way, and by the way, you did go back to the three safety package in the fourth quarter of tonight's game. It was with J. Ron Curse, right? So I can't explain this. I don't know why you signed him. I don't know what you were thinking. I don't know what he did that caused him for you to decide he he can only play special teams. It's a complete mystery that a guy that well versed in Mike Zimmer's defense can't play in Mike Zimmer's defense. Yeah, I just have no. It's it's mind boggling. I don't get it. Joe, you're on vent line. Hey, yeah, just calling. In all honesty, not too surprised. Just looking. 2000, 2001, terrible, 2009, 2010, terrible. <laughs> but just looking at this schedule, so optimistic, split Lions, split Bears, beat the Packers. I see five more wins, maybe. That's just ridiculous. And like everyone else said, defense is terrible. Thanks, Joe. Yeah, and the... The problem is, too, we knew that this Manny stretch, this first stretch of five games was very difficult. And that's why losing that game to right. Buffalo. That's what I was going to say. That's the problem. That's why. You can't that, lose that game. Yeah. You like just, tonight's you just loss, can't. Tonight's loss, how it transpired, does surprise me, but the loss does not shock me. Right. So this is why that. Because Buff- we, knew, we knew going into the season that this was going to be a tough game and potentially yes. a loss. But what puts you behind the eight ball is. Well, first of all, your your kicker couldn't make a field goal to get yep. you to win a game in Green Bay. And then you came out and laid an egg against one of the worst teams in football at home. That puts you but that puts you where you're at right now at one, two, and one. One phone line open, six five one, six four six, eight two five five, eight seven seven, six one five, fifteen hundred if you're outside the metropolitan area. Nick, you're on Viking Vent Line. What's up, Nick? Hey guys, first time, long time. Appreciate you guys, everything you do. Uh I was you. actually calling in originally about the what the heck happened at the in the end of the second half there i mean i played i played enough madden in my day and i'm sitting in my in the backyard <laughs> with my buddies drinking beer and we're all saying run run spike the ball let's go like how do you mismanage that situation at the end of the half it's a one score game you could have taken a couple shots in the end zone i don't know just an old familiar feeling 
Uh, love listening to you guys. Appreciate the call. Appreciate everything. Thanks, Nick. Yeah. I mean, yeah. It, the, I don't know what you're thinking when you're moving down. And by the way, you're moving down the field against a defense that was begging you to score points against them. Mm-hmm. You get the 13-yard pass to Rudolph, you're thinking, okay, he's going to go. Well, first I thought, because I think they had two timeouts left, I thought they were going to use a timeout. And then when he ran towards the line of scrimmage, I was thinking, okay, he's going to just go clock the ball. And he clocked the ball from shotgun. The whole thing was bizarre. Yeah. Or he daily, if you're going to go. 22 seconds yeah. run off the clock. When If you're in a hurry-up offense, a two-minute offense, 22 seconds should never run off that. That that many seconds should never run off the clock in a, in a hurry up situation. That did not never. That did not look like a veteran quarterback who had an office at one Redskin place studying the game of football. <laughs> Look like me playing football. Hey Jeff. Okay, so write this down. Jeff. <laughs> All right, I will. You like it's writing not, things okay. down? It's not Friday yeah, yet, but I'll write this down. Close enough. I don't have a pen. I don't have a pen. <laughs> I got one. Okay, remember that then. So. Uh, we'll be playing the Rams in January again in the Coliseum, unfortunately, but that's where we'll be playing them. Everybody's touched on the first half thing, and I, I didn't get in right at the beginning of the show, but what, where was Delvin? Was he hurt? What what happened? Who's that again? I'm sorry. My buddy. Where was Cook? I texted my buddy at uh, halftime. I said, Murray better not be on the field again, and that's all we saw. Fox said that he was um, not injured on the sideline on a pitch count. What the hell? I mean, I, I just telling you what I heard, Jeff. <laughs> I'm just telling you and what I, I'm just the messenger here, Jeff. I didn't do anything wrong. <laughs> I know, but then even but even when he was in the game, they didn't even run run swing one swing pass, no screens to That's him. Right. Which I mean, I, I don't know. But here, here's the big thing. I'm not surprised. I put I put ten bucks on the Rams. Short week, road game. And after the and the Bills, I'm actually pretty pleased that we were that competitive, and our offense was able to do what our offense was able to do. And Zimmer's got to fix the defense. That's what he's supposed to do. So it's a long season, man. The Patriots lose in the beginning of the season. The 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 Packers lose in the beginning of the season. And all of a sudden, you look up and they're in the playoffs at the end. So I, I got faith still. I'm going to hold on. See what happens against the Eagles. All right, Jeff. Thanks yeah, for the call. Thanks, thanks, Jeff. Yeah, Dalvin Cook, ten carries, twenty yards today, uh, tonight. And Jeff was right. There was no, there was he he wasn't targeted once tonight, so he wasn't a factor in the passing game at all. And that's like, that's what Dalvin Cook does, right? Like even yeah. okay, even if he's on a, you know, I guess what a pitch count or what you know a touch restriction or whatever, okay. But utilize him in the passing game. Get him out in open space because that's. If he's not, if he's only going to get two yards of carry because your offensive line can't run block, get him out in space. Try to make something. Well, try to make something happen. And if Dalvin Cook didn't have a great night because of the hamstring, and he had a good first two games, I think we'd be like, okay, that I get that. But this is the story of his season so far. There's yeah. just no space. There's nothing yeah. available. He's getting hit immediately. Uh, let's continue to run some phone calls. Hey, Tim in Washington, what's up? Hey, how you guys doing? Hey, Judd. Hey, Manny. Hey. So. I'm going to assume that Mike Zimmer knows a lot more about football than you two or any of the callers tonight. Fair. And with that said, um, I'm going to guess that he's taken a look at the second half of the Saints game and tried to figure out what exactly Breeze and, and Sean Payton exposed. He needs to do it again. Because we know this defense has talent. We know that Anthony Barr is a good football player. Mackenzie Alexander and Mike Hughes can both play better than they have been. Uh, this, this is strictly scheme. Whether it be switching to a 3-4 with Griffin out or putting Barr on the line, maybe moving Iloka to safety and using Harrison Smith as a hybrid safety linebacker on all the plays, something needs to change schematically because they've Teams have found a way to exploit Zimmer's, uh, you know, popular double A gap scheme. Um, All right, I just Tim. want to know what your thoughts about that are. And on a personal note, I agree with you. Uh, I'm I'm moving to Minnesota in a few weeks, and I put my resume in at 1500, and it's just my opinion that I should be hired. Okay, I will pass that along <laughs> to the powers that be, Tim. How about that? Thanks, Tim. See ya. Uh, yeah, I mean, there's definitely 
Mike Zimmer, listen, nobody's nobody's saying Mike He's Zimmer doesn't know. Yeah, than I, I, this, this is not a conversation but, about mean, us taking over and trying to run the Vikings defense. Am I perplexed by what's happening? Absolutely, and I think that's yeah. very fair. And have things been exploited? You you would have to you would have to be crazy, Manny Hill, to sit here and say, "Well, you know, I think they're going to get it next week." In Philadelphia, they'll get it. Right. Things have been exploited here that it's it's concerning. Yeah. Vikings Ventline, by the way, brought to you by Lucky's 13 Pub here on uh, 1500 ESPN, KSTP, St. Paul, Minneapolis. Yeah, I, I mean, on the scheme thing, again, like we've like we've said, I, I Mike Zimmer could take me to school on football yeah, th- and writing isn't... all that stuff, so I'm not trying to be an expert here, but look, you got... Anthony, you you got your linebacker out in space co- trying to cover wide receivers, something that he clearly can't do and has never been able to do. So something is wrong. Well, and you and, something and, is wrong. And this once again, and you've got to make an adjustment. And this isn't passing fault here, but there is no question that Terrence Newman is desperately missed. Oh yes, without but, question. And, but yeah. that's not that's not saying I know more about football than Mike Zimmer. That's not saying that's not saying that Terrence didn't come to him and say, Mike, I think I'm cooked. I'm done. Yeah. But if you watch these games, they're nickel asking a rookie and or Mackenzie Alexander to play one of the most intricate positions on defense, which in the Zimmer defense, I'm sure, is more intricate than most. Mm-hmm. It's You can at least identify that and say, hey, it's a problem. Uh, we'll continue on with the phone calls. Hey, Scott. Hey, uh, good evening, and thanks for doing your show, and thanks for taking my call. Of course. Um, who, who would have thought six weeks ago that we would be in this panic over this defense? And that's what, for me, is so shocking, is how bad they got so fast. And then Rick Spielman, I think, has a hand in all of this because he did absolutely nothing to fix this offensive line in the offseason. Did nothing with it, and now you're expecting, now this team has to get into shootouts. We can't run the ball. And it's just, I, I don't even know where this team goes with the <laughs> offensive line in this defense. And yep. I'm, I'm going to cut them some slack this week because they came out with fight tonight. Zimmer was clearly outcoached again because he was on a short week and, and preparing for, you know, McVay like that is tough. So I'm going to cut him some slack. But here's where the season really for me is going to be on the line is when they go to Philadelphia with 10 days to prepare. Zimmer, there should be no reason that he gets out coached again. And if he does, then people got to start stop giving him the free pass and letting him off the hook with all of the you know the negativity that goes on. And just like the one caller said before, somebody needs to ask him that in the press conference. Like, hey, did you see the game? You know, with his performance <laughs> and the coaching, I'm gonna let I someone else like, ask did, that question. I prefer yeah. to keep my teeth. Yeah. Did he, like, forget the coach all of a sudden? I just, like, what is going on? Why did he not make adjustments with Anthony? Why is Anthony Barr covering Brandon Cooks? Or, or Cooks, why is he doing that? There should have been some sort of adjustment made. It happened multiple times in that game. And I just, did he, like, forget how to do this all of a sudden? That's what's so concerning for me is how the defense got so bad and we're not seeing the same kind of adjustments that we saw last year. Thank you, Scott. So I, I guess that's all. All right. Yeah, I think you got to look at Rick Spielman as the, going back to the offensive line thing. Mm-hmm. It's like, okay, you drafted Mike Hughes. You liked him. He played well in training camp and in the preseason. He's shown some signs of being a very good player down the line for you right now, but he is a rookie and he's inexperienced. And when you put him out there, he's he's it's going there's going to be some problems just because he's a rookie. But the fact that you did not really do anything to address this offensive line in the offseason they can't. They cannot run the ball. No. Uh, well, they that, cannot run the ball. That was a first guess. And what what's what's crazy to me, and I'm going to go back to the special teams here. So you draft Mike Hughes, okay, fine. Personally, I think they should have gone with an offensive lineman there. But I can see the the theory behind going to get a defensive back who you have high hopes and has high upside and all that stuff. But then in the second round, you draft an offensive lineman. And Brian O'Neill, but he's nowhere near ready to play. A project tackle instead of a guard. Yeah. So if you're gonna, so going back to special teams here, if you're gonna, if you're Rick Spielman, you're gonna make this effort to trade up 
to take a big-legged kicker who you ended up having to cut after week two because he can't make kicks. Mm -hmm. Why did you not apply that same strategy to trading up to get an offensive lineman, which was an area, which was much more of an area of need on your roster than your kicking game? Your kicking game was fine. It was fine. And you're sitting back saying, hey, I'm going to trade up and get this big-legged kid from well, Auburn. You also cut your punter, too. Yeah. And this kid this why, kid tonight Why are you going and trying to address things that don't need to be addressed, and you're leaving the, 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 the area of your roster that needs help? You're not addressing it at all. It makes no sense to me. Dan, does it make sense to you? I mean, I was kind of going to get on you guys a little bit and some of the callers for all the line talk, but yeah, actually what Manny just said does make a lot of sense to me. <laughs> um, but I, I don't, I mean, I just feel like we're just kind of beating a dead horse about not uh, going out in the offseason, improving the offensive line. Because two years ago they signed Remmers and Reese to big contracts, and those guys are marginal at best. And, and you had to do it, but, I mean, I just feel like people don't, People don't talk enough about how it's a hard cap league, and they just act like, oh, you know, we just we should just improve every area, and you have to pick and choose your spots. And is anybody disappointed in the contract we gave Kirk Cousins? Because he looks really, really good, and he looks like he's going to be good for a few years. And so you just kind of have to accept that certain things are going to be areas of weakness. Yeah, but Dan, Dan, uh, Dan, the one thing I would say is this. You had a chance to draft for the guard position, which was mm-hmm. of, of huge need. So we're not even implying that they should have gone out and paid a guy a lot. We're saying draft. there was a draft run a on guy. guards. Take a guy. Why right. wouldn't you do that? That's just common no, sense. Uh, uh, agreed, and that's that's what I said, like what Manny just said. Right. That, that That's very fair. But uh, here's what I'll say. I just and, and you guys do a great job. It's nothing against you guys. Love you. But I miss a little bit because he seems to always kind of be a reason judd i love your passion but you're a little bit more of a uh you're very passionate and you <laughs> you, you 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 let that get the best of you sometimes I, I i think we need to if we lay an egg against philadelphia i'll be more concerned but i mean i think most of us even realistic fans when we looked at the schedule at the beginning of the year said we might be two and three after these five games and then we'll make some hay after this so I mean, if we beat Philadelphia, we're not panicking. I mean, some of these people are ready to, like, just jump off the season. It's the Buffalo loss. And, yeah. Yeah, no, and, and, I agree, and I agree with that. But if we, if we come back, we have 10 days in a revenge game against Philadelphia. That's why I'm saying I'm waiting to panic till after that. Right, we come out and enough. we get creamed. But if we come out and we beat Philadelphia with 10 days, it's a completely different conversation. And thanks a lot, guys. Thanks, Dan. That's well, now, now you have to beat Philadelphia. Yeah, you're going to be because one, because and again one three it, and one and and again why, Judd? Because you kicked away that game in Buffalo, or well, not sh- in Buffalo? It was here. You, you didn't, didn't even, you didn't even it. bother showing up. You didn't show up against it. the Buffalo Bills, yeah. and now you're in a situation where you have to win one of the next two games. Well, you lost tonight, so now you got to go into Philadelphia and win. Hi, Martell. Hey, how you doing? Um, I just want to bring up two points here. Uh, no one's really talking about Goff. The guy was going crazy. You see those passes he was doing? He's great. They're on yeah. The, yeah, they're on the money. You can look at all the plays, and you can see these Viker defenders were within like an arm's reach, but he's dropping them perfect. It doesn't matter how good your defense is. You can't beat that. The guy was like almost Aaron Rodgers-esque in a way. And then the second thing I want to talk about, Everson Griffin, he's a big impact. Imagine you have Daniil Hunter and Everson Griffin on each side. You're, you're putting pressure on Goff. What did Weatherly do? He didn't do nothing. So they're looking at it when they're studying the tape. They're like, there's no Everson Griffin. We could kill this team. And that's what they were doing. There's no pressure on God. Except Martell. So hey, there's a lot to Martell, think about. Martell, Martell, Martell. The, the second right. touchdown to Cooper Cup, Cup ran free, though. You can't. He can't run free. That's true. Uh, yeah. I mean. So don't make things do? worse. Yeah. And the thing with Barr. The guy said it from the Saints game. They, 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 Sean Payne's a smart coach. He figured out what the Vikings was doing since um, that second half to do that comeback. And from there, teams have been watching the blueprint because we go to we go to we go to Philadelphia and we get blown out. You know, they they seen the blueprint and we haven't fixed that yet. We play that we play the San Francisco team that we really don't know who's that good. But other than that, who do we beat? I don't know. If, I, I don't know if we could hit the panic button though. That's the last thing I want to say because we still got a lot of games. And if you look at that second half of the season, there is that Patriots game, which I think is kind of like, you know, we might have a shot, might not, but it's in their house. 
who knows, but it's not as bad as it uh, seems going down the rest of the road. We just got to get a Philly win and maybe hold on to the Bears and get a win in their place. And I think uh, at that time and point, uh, then we can start seeing where we're at and we could uh, start putting the panic button. All right. Thank you. Thanks, Martel. Uh, let's go to, uh, hey, here's one. Hi, Patrick in Golden Valley. All right. I need I need a favor out of Manny. Yes, sir. Can you maybe tomorrow when uh, you're on the air with Mackie and Judd to get, get them to admit they might have been slightly premature in declaring Delvin Cook one of the five or six best running backs in the league uh, in August there when they were assessing the season? How about us declaring the defense was one of the greatest of all time? You want to start there, Pat, in Golden Valley? I can't get an idea about that because I agreed. <laughs> oh. I agreed with that. What was that? Man, alive. Yeah, it was I mean, that is, that is a high-powered offense. There's no doubt about it. But God almighty. <laughs> uh, you know. And what's with cramps, man? What's with cramps? We're the most crampy team in the history of sports. <laughs> Xavier goes out once we a game, Pat. Cramps yeah. in Green Bay, for God's sake. Yeah, forty <laughs> degrees in Green Bay, and we have cramps there. We're the crampiest team I've ever seen. Yeah, but it was what a shootout, though, man! It was unbelievable. But uh, you know, it's, I heard you talking. You know, all of a sudden the game's on the line. They got a chance to tie it. We got Rock Thompson in the game. Where the hell's Dalvin? I know, yeah, they said he was fine. They said he well, was it a pitch count a pitch or something, count. right? Well, yeah, they said it down a restriction on how many touches he would get. Pat. Okay. And they didn't you know, target. The last, they didn't use them at all in the know, passing game, Pat. At all. You know, the last last time that the pitch count was used that wisely, it was Steven Strasburg uh, when the uh, <laughs> when the Nationals uh, said, "Well, we'll get back to the World Series the next time uh, when we 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 don't have to use him because he's uh, on a pitch count because of his uh, Tommy John surgery." So yeah, I think you've you got to right. have him. I mean, they're handing you a chance. To tie the game, and Dalvin uh, oh. Cook's, Cook's not there. Yeah. Well, well yeah, Pat, we were talking about that sec- the, the, uh, the second and seven for the Rams. The, you know, Todd Gurley's getting five yards a pop for you. Why are you throwing the ball? And Well, the other thing you is. Know, you know, you the Vikings only had to use one timeout. They only had to burn one timeout there and gave them a chance to, to try and tie the game. But you got away. They got away with it tonight. But when you have to either make, you know, three plays on defense or four inches to win the game, I'm going for the four inches, especially when I got Todd Gurley. Why did they punt? Instead of messing around and thinking you're going to get some idiots to jump offside, go up and take the snap count boom while everybody's jumping around thinking you're going to do it and, you know, get your first down. That kid's about 6'5". Six, four, or five. Although Manny, all that fun we were making of him when he was a rookie hasn't quite turned out that way. Yeah, he doesn't have a dinosaur. He doesn't have a dinosaur as his head coach anymore, Pat. How about that roll for the uh, into the into the right corner of the end zone there? Oh. That he dropped into dropped into was was that uh, the. You know, I hate to say this. I hate to be a stereotype guy, but the white kid. <laughs> What's the name of the white kid? The Cooper, Cup? Cooper, Cooper Cup. Cooper Cup. Cooper Cup. Cooper Cup. Perfect white guy name. <laughs> dropped into Cooper Cup's hands, and uh, wow, that was there were some fantastic throws in that game. Cousins made a couple they, of fantastic throws too. They're so good, Pat. Just across the board with the quarterback, the offensive line, the running back, the receivers. They just there. There's no weakness in that offense at all. It's crazy. Okay, so I got a question for you. Did Aaron Donald just say, I'm going to just, you know, settle here and for three quarters and not, not worry about it that much? And then when I have to make some big plays at the end, I will if I have to. Yeah, uh, since they're going to abuse poor Tom Compton. Yeah. Since, yeah, but they must have been doubling him all day. He didn't, they, he didn't get a call for three quarters. Yeah, they were doubling him a few times. They would put Elfline and Compton on him a few times, it looked like. But when, when Compton was on him one-on-one, he had he had no chance. Mm-hmm. Donald just, but went, you just went right say, around him. The offensive line with Elfline back looked a lot better. Yeah, Captain. pass protection. Yeah, they were. They, pass protection. I thought was a lot better. All right, Royce. Thanks. Thanks, Pat. Well, anyway, I think you were premature on uh, declaring. Oh Dallas, yeah, no, we right? were. What was what was the estimate? Nine hundred yards minimum. Yeah. Was, okay, we were really wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. I'll see you later. Yeah. <laughs> Eric, I think Eric just hung up.
Phil, go ahead. Uh, hi, guys. Um, wow, it's an honor to follow uh, the legend Patrick in Golden Valley. <laughs> yes, um, it is. <laughs> I, uh, I wanted to call with a little bit of positivity. I love the trio of Cousins, Diggs, and Thielen. I love their leadership on the sideline. I thought they all played their hearts out tonight and played awesome games. Uh, especially want to focus on Cousins because I still feel like there's some negativity in the fan base from paying so much money and the comparison to Keenum. Sure. He's pretty much like Matthew Stafford at this point in that we have no run game this year. Yep. Uh, we yeah. have no ability to run the ball. We've, we haven't got the run game going at all. Our offensive line, regularly we get the speed rush around Riley Reef for our tackle. He's getting hit when he can't even see. Like You can't blame that last strip sack on him. And I know that our hurry-up offense has not looked great, but he still drove us down at the end of the first half, got the field goal. He would have been able to run one more play at most, and it might have just gotten an extra like eight yards for a field goal we made anyways. It's nice to have a good kicker, but I do agree with a lot of people. Philly is a must-win. I hope we can do it after 10 days. I will be there with 11 other huge Vikings Don't fans. wear your jersey. Do not wear <laughs> no. your jersey. Listen to me this time. Don't wear your jersey to the link. I We've been warned. Don't do it. In, we're going in a group of 12. Here's what you do. Here, here's what you do. You can wear a Vikings jersey, but wear an Eagles hoodie over on top of it. That's <laughs> okay. what you do. All right, that's So fine. if you still want to wear your Vikings jersey, go ahead. But just cover it in some sort of Philadelphia Eagles Phil, garment. I want you to be safe. I want you to return home in one piece. Don't wear a Vikings jersey with nothing <laughs> else. Thank you. Well, I'll def- we'll definitely take uh, heed your advice. All right, bye. Take consideration. See Thanks. Tim, what's up? Hey guys, first off, uh, Manny, welcome to the team. You've been a, a great addition, so it's been really refreshing to see you. Thank um, you. It's been fun. Second of all, I wanted to give the real MVP award to tonight, which is uh, McDermott, the long snapper, for losing that fingernail. Yeah, I mean, yeah. uh, you know, bumps and bruises, those heal, but I mean, his kids are going to be looking at that scab and that stub, and his wife's mm. not going to look at him the same with no fingernail. So I really wish him. Wish him luck, and he's he's a trooper. So you know, let's let's give him some props in a moment of silence, maybe. All right, Tim. Thanks. Player of the game, Sean McDermott, the long snapper. How about that? Although Cousins was good, Thielen eight catches, 135 yards, a 45 yard touchdown, and uh, Diggs also had what 11 catches for 100 plus yards. Uh, Will, thank you for holding your on Viking Vent line. We're in the TCL broadcast studios. Hey, um, couple things. Number one, I think. Not all coaches, not just Minnesota coaches, but especially coaches, because you saw Zimmer tonight and, you know, Tracy Clays, I think, against Michigan two or three years ago. I mean, time management, uh, there needs to be a coach whose job is to watch the clock and decide when to call timeouts, tell them when to run up and spike the ball. You know, somebody who doesn't have to worry about the X's and O's and the play calling, who can just focus on that, I I think it's too much for one person to do all of it in high-pressure moments. Um. Secondly, you. if you if you look at history, mm-hmm. the last couple of years, about fifty percent of the teams that made the playoffs the previous season do not make it the next season, and it's just starting to seem like the Vikings are going to be one of those teams. You know, if you, I mean, it happens <laughs> almost every year, and you know, I know some people aren't ready to panic, but I am. I think it was the spring of 2017. You had the wild, wild panic watch. You had Dave Harrigan and you know, in the, in the chopper. Yeah. I think you need to bring him, get him back to work. Get him back to work. He needs to go in the chopper. All right. Well, thanks much. Uh, let's do this. Let's take a break. We're in the TCL Broadcast yeah. Studios. AQ, Andrew, Joe, and David, hang on. But before we go anywhere, Manny, you've got a word for Lucky East 13. That's right. Lucky 13 uh, Pubs is sponsoring Vikings Vent Line. We appreciate that. Lucky's has you covered for the best game day experience this football season. Tons of TVs, legendary appetizers, amazing fresh half-pound burgers, half cra- uh, handcrafted sandwiches, and a wide variety of other pub favorites. The drink menu is fantastic, too. A huge selection of tap beer, handcrafted cocktails, the best Bloody Marys in town. Seriously, these bloodies are fantastic. Try the bacon bloody, the jalapeno bloody, the Mother Mary. Or you know what? You can get uh, you can just get a flight and try them all, too. So you can maybe do that. 
Uh, plus, Lucky's has, uh, they celebrate Sunday Fun Day, happy hour all day long on Sunday, every Sunday. Uh, events and prize giveaways during games two. Lucky's 13. Uh, they have locations in Bloomington, Burnsville, Mendota, Plymouth, and Roseville. Having people over for the game, uh, you can just call ahead, Lucky's, and, and uh, order some of those legendary apps, and they'll be ready to bring them home when you get there. Find them online, Lucky's13Pub.com, Lucky's13Pub.com. The show solely devoted to your reaction on the game. Vikings Vent Line now continues. Third down and ten. Cousins, end zone, flag, touchdown, Vikings, and Aldrick Robinson. Fake toss. For the end zone, touchdown again, Robinson. But they're built to win right now. And winning they are. Down goes Goff in the arms of Hunter. And a big play by this Vikings defense and Daniil Hunter. Vikings Vent Line continues on, brought to you by Lucky's 13 Pub. Uh, pubs, Lucky's 13 Pubs.com. As uh, Vikings lose to the Los Angeles Rams tonight, 38-31. Vikings now 1-2-1 and on the season. Manny Hill back here with you. And uh, we're just uh, going to fire away with some more calls here as uh, we continue on with this last segment of Vikings Vent Line. AQ in St. Paul. You are on Vikings Vent Line, brought to you by... Lucky's 13 Pub. What's up, man? Hey, what's up, man? Uh, first of all, I want to say I love you guys' show. Uh, Manny, I love to see my black brother succeeding. I'm a Pakistan, and I've been hearing a lot of stuff about Kirk Cousins. I want to shout out to that man. You guys finally know what, uh, what, it, what uh, you guys finally realize what it is to have an elite QB and the rest of the team not succeeding. So I respect the heck out of Kirk Cousins. He's doing everything he can for his team. His defense is like the Redskins' defense now. And his old line is completely bad. So I I just want to give some respect to Kirk Cousins because he was he was like Aaron Rodgers in the playoffs every season. Yeah, awesome. Thanks. Thanks, AQ. Appreciate the call. Yeah, I mean Kirk Cousins has been he's he's been good. I mean, there's a few things here or there that, you know, I want to see change a little bit with him in terms of just the 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 clock, the pocket clock, I guess, so to speak, and stepping up in the pocket a little bit more to avoid some of those uh, strip sacks, but overall, I mean, look, he's thrown for, he threw for 422 yards today, threw for 400 and I think 50 yards against the Packers two weeks ago. Um, yeah, I mean, he's, he's, he's been very good and they needed him to, they, there was a reason why they gave him $84 million guaranteed because they want to, they want him to have the ability to go out and throw for 400 yards if they need to. We just need that defense to, uh, to step up and get better, and they need to start being able to run the football a little bit better, too. Andrew in Los Angeles. Were you at the game, Andrew? Absolutely. Just got home, actually, from it, so my voice is a little shot from uh, hooting and hollering on that shootout. (laughs) What's up? It it was a great game. You know, one thing I want to say is we were only a couple plays away from winning against the number one team in the NFC, possibly the NFL right now, the Rams. Um, I saw a couple of simple mistakes that, that can be fixed. Like, uh, I think that was Hughes that was uh, open in the flats that just took his momentum out of bounds when he had 15 yards in front of him, uh, one juke, and he may, have been, uh, he may have been gone for quite a bit more than that. Uh, mismanagement of the clock, another one that you guys brought up in the end of the first half uh was was kind of disheartening to see but uh the bottom line is we saw the offensive line take a step forward not a step backwards today um yeah we we have a couple of strip sacks on the record for the beginning part of the season that's something that we can get tightened up for sure that's just some quarterback mechanics um kirk has admitted that he sits in the pocket just a little bit too long if we can get that release a little bit quicker, this team is not as bad as a lot of people are making it out to be. The Bills game, everybody says the Bills game was a fluke game, and it really was. You know, they were thinking about L.A. There's no doubt about that. And I think tonight the way we played against L.A. on such a short week proves the fact that that's what our attention was on. Um, we held, you know, We held our own against the Rams. Our defense is 
still a little shoddy. We had a couple of... Uh... Did we lose you, Andrew? I think we lost Andrew there. Uh, thanks for the call. Joe and Fargo, you're on. Joe. Hey, yeah. I there just, you go. Uh, you know, I don't want to call for anybody's head here, but uh, I just think there needs to be a philosophy change from a drafting standpoint when you talk about Spielman. They, they've just gotten ridiculously lucky with Thielen. They, they didn't like him enough to draft him. Diggs, they obviously didn't think he was a a number one guy if they wait till the fifth round and now Cousins falls in their lap but meanwhile you got four first rounders in secondary I know uh, Smith's been there for a while but you got three corners with Rhodes they just took uh, a corner this last year and a couple years ago Michigan State guy you got a first rounder and a second rounder at middle at the linebacker position and uh, even Alexander is a high draft pick at a cornerback but Meanwhile, this whole time when we're looking at the draft, every time you you watch coverage of it, what are the needs? The offensive line, um, they haven't addressed it at all. And I don't know if it's just taking the Zimmer or what it is, but they probably need to change that. And if you don't hit on those receivers in the ridiculously lucky fashion they had and having Cousins just fall in your lap, this team could be actually pretty bad, especially with the rule change. The defense is just not probably going to be as important going forward and I just hope that maybe they address the offensive line uh, next year or, or soon somehow because they just don't have cap space but that's that's just what I like to see going forward. Alright, thanks for the call Joe. Yeah, I mean I, I think that's a fair point. I think with the offensive line and, and you know with, with the needs that it that it has right now that you know you had you've had some opportunities to address that in the draft. I understand you you know you went and got Riley Reef. You gave him a lot of money. You gave Mike Remmers a lot of money. You got to start putting in, you know, investing your draft picks into these guys. And when you go and get Mike Hughes, who might end up being a really good player for you in the first round, that's fine. But you've got to find a way with your second round pick to try and get, if you're not going to invest your first round pick in an offensive lineman, you've got to find a way to address it in the second round with an offensive lineman that can actually help you right away. They drafted Brian O'Neill in the second round, knowing that he was going to be a project and knowing that he was not going to be able to contribute right away. You invested your second round pick in that. And maybe Brian O'Neill three, four, five years down the line becomes a really good player for you. But the problem is right now he can't be that for you. And you're trying to get to a Super Bowl. Meanwhile, you're tra- you trade up in the fifth round to draft a kicker when you didn't need to. And you cut a punt or you let a punter go who was really good for you last year to replace him with another guy who I don't know what's going on with with Matt Wilde. But that's 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 what boggles my mind about Rick Spielman is he had opportunities to address a huge need for this team, and meanwhile, he's trying to address needs that aren't really there. So, anyway, moving on, last couple of calls here. Jeff in Detroit, what is up? You're on Vikings Vent Line. Hey, how's it going, guys? Good. Uh, just got a question of uh, where is uh, George Aloka? Um, I mean, we went out and spent money on him, and uh seems like he would be uh, a better fit in – pass coverage than and bar would be so what's the chances of us actually seeing him out there and maybe uh instead of the big nickel maybe a big dime with him and and jaron curse both out there with kendricks yeah thanks for the call jeff yeah i you know i don't know if george iloka would be better in pass coverage than anthony bar or not but i sure as hell would like to find out <laughs> we haven't seen him yet would be nice to it would be nice to find out uh, David in Minneapolis, what's up? Hey, um, I was just going to say that this year, uh, aside from the obvious train wreck that the offensive line has been year after year, um, the biggest thing for me is like the regression of a lot of the defensive players. Um, like Trey Waynes tonight, he was there were a couple of times like that, that big touchdown catch where he's looking back at the ball and then as it's coming to him, instead of making a play on the ball, he goes to try to find the receiver that's just beat him. He looks back at him and then watches it drop right in his hands. He could have made a play on the ball. And uh, watching Anderson, or watching Sandejo, you know, somebody catches 10, 
15-yard pass, and then he tries to blow him up instead of actually making a play on the ball. It's kind of driving me crazy lately. Um, and then the last thing, have you ever seen um, in a game where the, the refs throw a flag on an obvious block in the back, and then they pick the flag up, and then they actually name the foul that they weren't calling the foul on? Yeah. Yeah, I was wondering about that, too. That made no sense to me at all, David. Like, they, they were supposed to be a block in the back. It was a blatant block in the back on Sendejo, and then they didn't <laughs> – they threw the flag and then picked it up. Like, that made no sense to me at all. And it was a blatant block in the back. So, yeah, that was, that was, that was ridiculous. All right, last call here on Vikings Vent Line tonight brought to you by Lucky's 13 Pub. Josh in White Bear Lake, you're our final caller. What you got, man? Glad to be last, I guess. Uh, just two quick things. I guess, um, obviously, we know all about the defense and everything, but if anybody's going to be in the hot seat, wouldn't it be Spielman or for the draft and taking Hughes in the first round? Uh, I guess I, don't, I, I would really like to know who actually made that decision. Was it Zimmer or was it Spielman? Uh, but the second thing, too, is uh, has anybody really thought about how much we actually miss uh, Pat Shermer for calling the offense? Uh, we kind of abandoned the run there. It just feels like the run game hasn't been going at all for the last four weeks here. And just it seemed like even before Cook got hurt, he was catching those outside uh, run plays. And he just hasn't gotten anything here. So how much do we actually miss Shermer is really what I want to know. All right, Josh, thanks for the call. Yeah, I, I, the, the running game is a huge problem right now. I mean, Todd Gurley had 17 carries for 83 yards tonight. The Rams ran for 100, ran for 100 yards right on the button tonight on 20 carries. They got five yards a carry. I mean, you don't need, you don't need a 1,700-yard back like Adrian Peterson was a few years ago for you to have an effective running game. You just got to be able to run the football with some effectiveness, and the Vikings cannot run the ball at all right now. And and that's that's going to be a huge problem going forward here. Um, all right, uh, that's going to do it for Vikings Vent Line, brought to you by Lucky's 13 Pub. We appreciate them. Uh, Vikings lose at 38-31. Tune in to Mackie and Judd tomorrow. We're going to all break this down. Me, Phil, and Judd, we're all going to break this down, this loss by the Vikings. They are 1-2-1. One, and it's on to Philadelphia now. Uh, so we'll see what happens after that. Thanks uh, thanks for all those who called in. Thanks to Lucky's 13 Pub. Tune in to Mackie and Judd tomorrow. Uh, you can find this if you missed uh, Vikings Vent Line tonight. If you missed most of it, you can find it on demand uh, very shortly here. 1500ESPN.com, podcast1.com, and all that good stuff. All right, I'm Manny Hill. Thanks for listening. And uh, we'll talk to you tomorrow on Mackie and Judd. Go quarter number three. Seam throw. Lawrence touchdown.